What am I willing to do to go get it? I push things aside just to go get it. I know my role and I play my position. You talking too much. Please learn how to listen. I never give up. I'm not quitting. Welcome back to the YI Network, where we interview every job occupation, A through Z, from the trash man to the CEO, and ask them why and how they started their profession so that you could find your dream job, too. I'm your host, Kojo Thompson, and today we have a very special guest with us. It is Miss Lauren Cook. Now, Lauren is a therapist who holds a master's degree in marriage and family therapy and is a clinician working with individuals, couples, children, and family. She currently works at the University of San Diego in her student counseling center. Lauren speaks around the country and visits universities to provide them with education about mental health and well-being. She's got a lot to share with us here today. So, Lauren, shall I proceed? Yes, indeed. Let's go now, Lauren. How are you feeling today? I'm doing awesome. Thank you so much for having me on, Kojo. It's great to be with you. Thank you so much for being here. And Lauren, 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 let's go ahead and get dive right into these questions, get the ball rolling. So, Lauren, why did you become a therapist? Absolutely. That's a great question. So just to give you a little bit of background, I'm from the L.A. area and I used to work in entertainment. I thought maybe that was what I wanted to pursue. And while I found it really fun to work in the entertainment industry, I didn't feel like I was really cultivating that value that I had of wanting to help other people. Uh, I really knew for myself that one of my core values, one of my core missions in my life is to feel like I'm hopefully making a positive impact in the lives of others. I knew that I wanted to make a positive impact in the lives of others, and I felt that therapy would really be one of the best ways to do that. I know from having my own experience going to therapy myself, how I found it to be such a rewarding experience in my life. And so I wanted to be a part of giving that hopefully as a gift to other people. And I knew from traveling as a speaker on the road, just meeting so many different people, sharing their stories with me in different ways that they were struggling, um, unsure how to get help. And so if I could be one more person that could be a helper in this world, I thought that would be an incredible gift to get the honor to do that work. And sure enough, it has been um, truly one of the most enriching career paths I feel I could have ever taken. And I can honestly tell you that I love my job. Beautiful, beautiful. And let me ask you this. So how, what was the process like of becoming one? Because uh, I know you you hold a master's in this uh, this field. So that that's not easy. And that does not take a short amount of time. That's not instant gratification. So go ahead and like explain to us the process of, you know, becoming a therapist for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there's so many different routes you can take to becoming a therapist. I really encourage for people who are considering become a therapist to talk to a therapist who's in the field, because I know for myself, while I'm really glad that I got a master's, I'm currently getting my doctorate in clinical psychology. And and I know I would have made maybe some different choices in um, the steps that I took with my career had I known that I wanted to become a clinical psychologist and get my doctorate. So there's really a lot of different ways you can go with it, right? You can become a licensed clinical worker. You can become a licensed marriage and family therapist. You can become a licensed psychologist. Now, a licensed psychologist, which is what I'm on the path to becoming, includes not only getting your master's, but your doctorate, which takes about six years. So it's been a long haul. I know I can see your eyes get big <laughs> as I say that. Um, and a master's degree is more like two years. So the time in school is not as intensive, 
but it takes about 3,000 hours before you can uh, sit for the licensure exams. So you have a lot of time having hands-on experience working with clients. You're uh, overseen by supervisors to make sure that you're providing clinically competent work. Uh, and it's definitely, like you said, not instant gratification, but I think it really confirms um, whether or not it's a field that you want to be in. Excellent, 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 excellent. Okay, so let me go ahead and uh, dive right into this one. So you were saying that you know you were maybe in the in the uh, show business type of deal. I don't I don't really know really what to call it, but I'm just gonna say show business. Um, but you know I really want to know you know what were some childhood hobbies and habits that you think led to you know what you're doing today? Yeah, that's a great question. You know I think therapy is a really creative field. Every time you come in and a client comes in and shares with you what's going on with their lives, you have to think on your feet about how you're going to handle that. And as a kid, I really enjoyed being creative wherever I could, whether that was listening to some awesome music. I loved to dance growing up. I loved to uh, do art and paint and draw when I was little. And I feel like I really get to use that creativity. Sometimes it's um, it truly is bringing in the arts into the, the therapy space. I love helping clients connect with music and art and body movement and dance. Um, but sometimes it's just more of a general sense of creativity of how are you going to handle this problem, this challenge, and be able to provide support in the moment for that person. I also knew as a child that I had a really independent entrepreneurial spirit. One of the things I love about being a therapist is that you have a lot of flexibility in your life with it. You get to choose your own hours. You get to be your own boss, especially if you have a private practice. And I knew for me that was something that I wanted to incorporate in my life. Something great about therapy, too, is that you can do so many different things with it. You can teach. You can write books. You can speak. Um, you can do assessments, right, if someone may is wanting assessment for a learning disorder or maybe a person's wanting to get tested for uh, Alzheimer's for example and so a typical day for a therapist if you want it to be can be so different and varied um, and I love that as an entrepreneur I find that really fun beautiful 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 answer man I really appreciated that one um, okay so let me go ahead and ask you this so what do you enjoy most about being a therapist Oh, that's a great question. I think for me, getting to be on the inside behind the closed door and having the gift of someone just totally open their heart, open their mind um, is something pretty incredible. And to see how the time that you spend with somebody, while it's not the only part of somebody creating positive change in their life, I think a lot of the work happens outside the therapy room. You get to bear witness to watching someone make huge instrumental changes in their life. You see their relationships shift. You see them moving towards their goals. That's incredibly rewarding. Um, I wish that everybody could have that experience of seeing what it's like to be a therapist. And you realize how we all are human beings on this planet, struggling in our own different ways, trying to get through day to day. And I think if we could see what happens on the inside of a therapy room, we'd have so much more compassion and understanding for each other. So I think that's really my favorite part about being a therapist. That was such a good answer. I really appreciated that one. Yeah, the, the more people who can um, really, and I try 
try to keep this in mind uh, all the time uh, because we human beings have just like a natural tendency to judge people um, yeah. and it could be in the worst of ways just you know like leaving the house you could uh, be on the bus riding on the bus and somebody could just sit next to you and you would just automatically judge them in your head and mm-hmm. you just gotta you just gotta keep a, a mantra in your mind that um, you know everybody walking this earth everybody who was born everybody who's a human being um, has good purpose and a good like something good is, is going to come out of them um, mm-hmm. in this life so therefore they should not be judged um, and I really did appreciate that answer let me go ahead and ask you this one because I've actually uh, interviewed a, a therapist before actually my personal therapist uh, I oh, interviewed awesome. yeah I was actually uh, that's that's a whole nother story but but let me ask you this because she she answered this question with uh, the, the next question is what do you enjoy the least of course um, and she answered this question with uh the, what I enjoyed the least was sitting down all day. So I'm really, I'm really interested in what you, what you think about that one. That is so true. That's such a good point. I can't tell you how much my hips hurt sometimes from sitting all day. So you'll often see me stretching between sessions because we do a ton of sitting as therapists. You know, I think I've gotten better with this as I've um, gone on in my years as a therapist. And I feel like this is the biggest fear that people express to me when they say, oh, you know, I'm interested in becoming a therapist, but I don't know if I can hear all those stories, if I can take all that on. And I'll be totally upfront and honest in saying that sometimes it does feel challenging hour after hour to hear these heartbreaking stories and to bear and hold people's pain. I think especially in the beginning, it was really hard to not take that home with me and just let it completely impact my life. I think as I've gone on, I've really shifted my perspective on it and I've seen how resilient people are in the face of their struggles. And so that really helps me cope with it. But I won't lie to you, there are times when you hear what people have gone through and the traumas that people have experienced that, I mean, you're like fighting back tears sometimes. It's just hard to hear some of these things. Um, So I'd say that's probably the hardest part of it, but it's also given me a lot of hope for humanity and just how resilient we really are. Beautiful, beautiful answer. I couldn't have asked for a better answer to that question. Thank you so much for that one. Um, Let me ask you this one. Uh, and again, this is this. I say this every time because it really is my favorite question. I don't. I'm. I'm not sad to admit it. So, do you <laughs> think that grades mattered in school for the success in your career today? Hmm. Yeah, and I think that is such a great question to have real talk about. Um. I'll be honest with you, I think grades do matter in terms of becoming a therapist, um, because typically becoming a therapist, unless you're looking to become like a behavioral therapist or a drug and addiction counselor, where sometimes that master's degree is not required, typically becoming a therapist includes the path of going on to graduate school, um, where they're going to look at how did you do in your undergraduate schooling, Um, and sometimes if you're going to the doctoral level, how did you do in your master's level program. Um, However, I'd say the bigger piece of advice I have is to make sure that you major in psychology or another health sciences um, field, so that if you decide that you want to pursue becoming a therapist, you don't have to take all those extra courses later. Um, So I'd say if you have even the slightest inkling in becoming a therapist, make sure that you major in psychology or another health science, um, knowing too that 
you're probably going to have to take the GRE and the SAT and some of those assessment tests, which maybe aren't so fun, but just further confirm how much you really want it for yourself. Interesting. And it's, it's very interesting how uh, the, the amount of you know, work that has to be done. I mean, because you're, it's, it's not a joke, you know, um, working with somebody and their feelings and their emotions and hearing their stories and giving them the proper advice in order for a human being to move on. Because, I mean, one false step um, and you really could mess somebody's life up to a point where they could end up ending their lives. So it's really, I, I really appreciated that answer right there um, of that resilience of you got to make it through because you you have to know what you're doing uh, out in that field. Um, all right. So we're, we're moving on to this one. Um, so what do you feel that your impact is? Uh, and against this, this this is one that I usually kind of break down a little bit because the impact word has been, you know, thrown around so much and the purpose word and whatnot. But um, it really what I really want to just know is really what you're devoted to. So what what do you feel that you're devoted to? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. You know, I think my goal is that the clients that I work with can leave therapy feeling like they can be their own therapist, right? I never want my clients to feel like they're dependent on me um, to get through their week. I want them to feel like they can start to find their own voice, their own internal strength, where they start realizing, wow, you know what? I am capable of this, of handling whatever challenges I'm facing. I have gotten the tools out of therapy and the insight to know how to cope in the future so that I know just how strong I am. That's my, my number one goal. I really want to help people feel empowered in their journey so that they become their own best therapist, right? Because not many people have the luxury of being in therapy for their life. And so I want people to have those skills that they can use outside of the therapy space. That's my hope. And I think on a larger scale, because I work as a speaker and I've written a few books as well, I want people to feel comfortable addressing their mental health. Um, one of my biggest goals on the road, especially working with college students, is that they start embracing their mental health. You know, I've seen a lot of reduction in the stigma that we have when it comes to mental illness, but I think we still have a long way to go. And, you know, I often will see students be very encouraging of their peers to get counseling or therapy, and they'll say, you go for it. I am so in your corner. And then when it comes to themselves, they'll often still say, well, I don't think I need therapy. I'm okay. And so I really want to help people um, take away that stigma of getting help and to really know that our mental health is just as important as our physical health. Beautiful. And, and, it, and let me let me say this. Um, I feel like your mental health is more important than your physical health, actually, because um, <laughs> let me let me let me tell you this, because the. Um, thoughts your the your thoughts are literally the like the seeds of your reality so pretty much what that means is that um anything what you think you are is what you will become or and who you will be and who you will eventually grow into so whatever you are thinking whatever you are you know um just materializing in your mind up top is really what you will what will uh it, it just it works from the end inside out is what I'm saying. Everything just works from the inside out and you have to have, you have to have that mental, you have to be in control of your thoughts. You have to be in control of everything um, up top in your brain in order for, you know, you to be living the happiest life that you want to live. Take it from me. Please take it from me. Trust me. Please. Trust me. Um, I'm number one example of that. And we're, we're winding down to that last 
question, Lauren. Uh, interview um, as I knew it would be. So let me go ahead and add this one. If there is one piece of advice that you could give to somebody out there right now listening who wants to be in the position that you're in today, what would it be? Mm. Well, number one, I'd say go to therapy yourself. <laughs> um, if you are unsure or if you're curious about, well, maybe do I want to become a therapist? Go to therapy. The best way to see what therapy looks like is to actually be a client. Um, it's amazing how many students I meet in graduate school as therapists that have actually never gone to therapy themselves. Um, a lot of times as therapists, we want to be the helpers um, because it's a lot easier sometimes to try and help others than to actually sit with our own emotions that we're experiencing. So I would say be the client, sit in that space. Um, and then you can really get a bird's eye view of what it's like to get therapy. And just like what you were saying earlier, I couldn't agree more with you, Kojo, to just really make mental health a priority this year going into 2020, making sure that you start to really identify what you value in your life and how to live in accordance with those values. You know, I talk a lot about how people can cultivate happiness and meaning in their lives. And I think the best way to do that is if you know what matters to you. So many of us are moving through this world kind of aimlessly letting life happen to us. And I think to really be intentional about our journey, we need to know what matters and start living in accordance with that plan. Beautiful piece of advice right there. And Lauren, again, I could not have asked for a better interview from a therapist. So thank Aww. you so much. And if if there is anything, I know you have uh, maybe social media, website, uh, books, anything out there that you could just really quit real quick, you know, shout out so I can leave it in the link in the description below so that my audience can reach yours and check you out and all that. Please go ahead and uh, shout that out right now. Awesome. So you can reach me at thesunnygirl.com. I also offer coaching to clients uh, via FaceTime. So always happy to work with clients. Uh, also, my books are The Sunny Side Up, Celebrating Happiness and Name Your Story, How to Talk Openly About Mental Health While Embracing Wellness. Uh, so please feel free to reach out if you'd like me to come to your school. I travel as a speaker around the country and would love to come visit you. I'm represented by Campus Speak and hopefully we can coordinate talking in person sometime. Beautiful, beautiful. And again, everything is going to be in the link in the description below, folks. Go ahead and check her out. Lauren is an excellent, excellent, excellent was just an excellent, excellent, excellent guest. I know she's an excellent, excellent, excellent speaker and therapist. So please, everybody go check her out. Now, folks, there are three types of work, a job, a career, and a calling. Most people have a job. You're lucky if you find a career, but you're truly, truly blessed if you find your calling. And I really hope that me and Lauren helped you find it here today. And that is a wrap. If you enjoyed today's podcast, make sure to leave a review so that someone else can discover it too. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn at YI Network for episode updates, weekly takeaways, quotes of the week, and much, much more. And if you or somebody else you know is passionate about their job and would like to share their story, email us at whyimpassionate at gmail.com. Again, whyimpassionate at gmail.com. Talk to you soon, folks. And I play my position. You talking too much. Please learn how to listen, I never give up, I'm not quitting I'm persistent, I'm willing to go the distance I feel like I'm up on the mount, like I'm pitching, I'm fighting the move